Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, this is Bitch Slap. I'm Rachel Fisher. Hi, I'm Desi Jettikin. And this is Melrose Place Season 1, Episode 29... Pas de toi. Good. Oh, you <laughs> nailed that French Thank you. pronunciation. I love it. Well, Desi, Michael has gone full Joker mode. Yeah. And we really, I mean, we already know he's cheated on Jane. But this episode, we really see how little he cares <laughs> about the fact that he cheated on Jane. There's nothing happening. Don't expect any... Uh, regrets on Michael's part. In fact, he's not only he's not going to not regret, he's going to actually make actually make everyone else feel stupid for <laughs> thinking he's a bad person, including his wife. Yeah, Incl- especially his wife, especially her. Oh, what a great episode! So we open with the sitcom storyline. Yeah, this, this storyline is so stupid. I it's hate it. So dumb. Um, especially because if this were later Melrose, this would have gone in a very dark direction. Yes. This this storyline, they're definitely in transition mode here. They're still holding on to these little stupid um, storylines. But it's like, once you got the Michael shit going, this was even more annoying. Because I was like, I don't want to fucking be there right. with them. <laughs> What's going on with Michael and Kimberly and Jane and now Allison and Billy? <laughs> Fuck this storyline. So Jake and Joe are doing their taxes. And... Joe calculates that Jake owes $8,400 in taxes, and Jake is fucking furious. As usual, Jake takes it to an 11. Right, like it's her fault. She doesn't, he should have hired a professional bookkeeper. It's like you're on a business. $8,000 doesn't even sound like that much taxes to owe. I mean, it certainly is when you don't have the money. Right. But it's like it doesn't seem like that much in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, and he's like, I should have gotten a real accountant. And then Joe, of course, is like, you know what? She gets upset at this. Of course. She's like, how dare you? And he's like, we're in, we're in trouble. We're in big trouble. And she calls him Jakester yeah, she's in this like, scene. I was like, come on. Come on, Joe. You're better than that. <laughs> this is not Joe. Joe Reynolds. And she's like, you know what, Jake? Do your own books. Yeah. And she storms out. And we all know how that's going to go. Oh, Jake's not going to be able to do books. He's not good at doing... <laughs> look, I'm not good at doing books. I, I'm not I get even it. judging, but I don't know who he thinks he is. I'm not going <laughs> to attempt it. Yeah. At D&D, Allison's on the phone making a doctor's appointment, and Amanda overhears this. And as soon as Allison gets off the phone, she goes, 
Really, Allison? A doctor's appointment? That's the oldest trick in the book. I was like, yes, but people really do have doctor's appointment. <laughs> like, that was such a weird thing. I just love how Amanda will find absolutely anything to needle Allison about. Right. And sometimes I'm like, I don't even know what she's mad about this time. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, Amanda it, it just deploys so many psychological, like, terrorist tactics on a man on Allison every single day. And it's nonstop. Nonstop. Yeah. Like she's a master at yes. this game. Um just as they're about to get into a full blown cat fight, Lucy calls them both into the office. And the reason she calls both of them in, into the office is to announce that she's engaged. And this is Big news. It's big news because none of us have ever heard about Lucy even having a boyfriend. And it's weird, especially for Lucy, because so far what we know of Lucy is she seems like the type who absolutely does not have time for any kind of romantic relationship. Right. And her her sort of role so far in the series has been to question Allison choosing men over the job. Right. Right. So it's, I mean, it's obviously, it's great. And she, yeah. can, you obviously can have both. So yeah, but it's just funny. It was at a left field and this was purely a plot device to get them at this cocktail party. Absolutely. So she's having an engagement party and both Allison and Amanda are invited. And she's telling, she's telling the girls what he's like. And Amanda's like, Wow, he's handsome, he's rich. I can only assume in the bedroom. Yeah. Amanda starts wanting to talk about Lucy's now new fiance's sexual prowess. Yeah, she's like, what's the dick game like? It must be good if you're getting married so soon. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, Amanda always has an ulterior motive. So she uses this as an opportunity to bring up Billy in front of Allison. Oh, yeah. She's... Always search. She's like the person who's just always like, how can I segue into what I want to talk about in order to hurt Allison? (laughs) And she'll find a way. It's incredible. She is like the master at this. Yeah. She brings up Billy and she's like, starts talking about, well, you know, Billy, he has this unbelievable stamina in the bedroom. Yeah. She's like, I moved him in right after we fucked. Basically. This has nothing to do with Lucy's engagement party. Also, none of us believe this about Billy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like Billy is a perfectly serviceable lover. But he, I, yeah, he's but, not like this girls. I want all my girlfriends to have him once too because he's so good or whatever. I bet Michael Mancini is 10 times better than Billy. I think you're right. Because remember, he just put her right on top of that Nissoise salad. That's right. He didn't give a fuck. Billy, <laughs> Billy would have been like, we need to put this in Tupperware first. <laughs> You worked hard on this. Jake and Michael are arguably better at fucking than Billy. Yes, I think so. I just don't look at a guy like Billy and think like that. That guy has really good dick game. He's like the type of guy who who you can picture thinking mid fuck like I can't believe I'm fucking. Yes, like (laughs) it's still like too exciting for him. Yeah, (laughs) even though he lost his virginity like ten years ago. Yeah, he's still really excited about it. Absolutely. Um. So, of course, Allison is scoffing at this and rolling her eyes really hard. Yeah. At the hospital, Michael 
gets a glimpse of Kimberly bending over to take a sexy sip of water mm. from the water fountain. He and can't. He's like fucking horny. He gets a rock hard boner right there in the hallway. In his scrubs. In his scrubs. <laughs> and you know, like that's very visible in scrubs. Mm-hmm. It's everyone, everyone in the office saw that boner. Yeah. Um, she was definitely like going for something though. She like positioned her legs in such yeah. a way. Yeah, you don't bend over like that to drink from a fountain. No, because she also gave him a little look. She looked over the back end, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he walks over to her and he goes, hello, doctor. And she says, I have been incredibly distracted all morning. And he has too. He has too. So then they go into the elevator and they just like, look at each other. Like they're about to tear each other's clothes off. And then Michael hits the emergency button. Yeah. And they're just immediately on top of each other. They're on top of each other in this elevator and they're ripping each other's clothes off. I was kind of, I mean, not that I'm like a prude, but I was kind of like, you know, people might need that elevator for emergencies. (laughs) You're in a hospital. (laughs) That's what I was thinking too. Like that is the one place where the probability of someone needing to use... Yeah, that elevator is really like in a dire situation. Right. This isn't like an office building where it's like nothing really is probably that pressing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, also, wouldn't people notice this? Like, wouldn't people be talking about the emergency alarm going off all day? And see those two come out? Right. I mean, they're not being very careful, as we'll see further in the episode. No. That night, Amanda, I'm sorry. Allison is bitching about Amanda to Billy while he's just trying to swim laps in the pool. Like I wrote, Billy is swimming. Allison is complaining. (laughs) (laughs) It's like perfect synopsis of their relationship. It really is. And Billy gets out of the pool and she follows him back into their apartment and she's just still just like, blah, 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 blah. Billy. She calls her Amanda the Hun. And Billy's like, oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Allison says, you know, Billy, she still talks about you like you're the love of her life. Yeah. And she hates that Amanda has been insinuating that she's some experienced woman. Yes. Like she she doesn't like how much Amanda talks about sex. No, because Amanda's always like, you're a prude and I'm I'm like a real woman. Right. That's always sort of the undertone. Yeah. And so Billy tries to make Allison feel better by telling her, Allison, you're a wholesome woman. That was so... I was like, are we on the prairie? (laughs) (laughs) No one wants to hear that. If someone called me a wholesome woman, I'd feel so bad about myself. I'd be like, you mean wholesome? Like (laughs) (laughs) H-O-L-E. Yeah. That's the only good kind. And Billy was like, come on, Allison. She's just trying to make you doubt yourself. That's what she did to me. And he's right. Yeah. And it's working. He is right. Jake goes over to Joe's house and he's like, I need help with my tax forms, Joe. Ugh. This storyline is so boring. It's so boring. And she blows him off. I don't even, it's like worthless talking about this storyline. We're just going to. Say here's there was a scene about their taxes. <laughs> Surprise, Jake can't do his taxes. No. The next day at D and D, Billy stops by, 
And he confronts Amanda about what she's been doing to Allison because he can't take Allison's complaining anymore. He wants to nip this in the bud, go straight to the source. And Amanda, once again, takes this opportunity to defend herself by criticizing Allison. And she's like, she can barely keep up. Look at her sloppy desk. And then we get a pan of Allison's desk that does look like a fucking tornado hit yeah. it. And I was like, did Amanda do that? Because <laughs> it looks like shithole. I, be- I believe Amanda did that because Allison's too uptight. I don't think Allison would have a desk that way, but it made me laugh because she's like, look at this slob. <laughs> There's something a little below the belt about her boss complaints. It's so funny. And Billy's like, well, she says you act like you and I are still going out. And she's like, oh, please. Allison is, Allison is brain dead since she broke up with Keith. <laughs> she calls her brain dead. Brain dead. And then, she, yeah, just look at her desk. Yeah, look at her. I, I Look, you know, you look and make your own assessment. <laughs> but I think she, she's a slob. <laughs> <laughs> and then Billy notices that Amanda still has a pic of her, of him and Bill and herself. There's a there's a pic of Amanda and Billy on Amanda's desk. I was shocked that her desk is just right next to Allison's in like this open cubicle space. Like, why doesn't she have her own enclosed office? Yeah, but that's later, I guess. Yeah. Um. And and Billy's like, <laughs> this was another great line from Al- from Amanda. Billy says, I just don't want Allison to become a victim in all of this. And Amanda goes, hmm, a, play, a part she plays so well. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's take a quick break here. We'll be right back. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So Allison really did have a doctor's appointment. She was not lying, Amanda, because Allison, we see her at her doctor's, which is at the hospital. Right. She had this surgery, whatever, a few episodes ago when she got a free surgery at Michael's hospital, basically. Right. Yeah. So she's gone to the hospital to visit with her doctor for a follow-up. And the doctor informs her that she's in perfect health and she's good to go. So Allison walks out to the parking lot, and when she gets to the parking lot, she sees Kimberly and Michael making out. In between two cars, like hardcore. In in the open, too. This is just 
on the street in front of the hospital. <laughs> this is not like hiding behind a bush or in the parking lot behind a column or something. Anybody could have seen them. And and when she notices him, Michael <laughs> makes eye contact with her. It doesn't stop kissing. He doesn't stop. <laughs> he makes eye contact with her. And the way he looks at Allison is, yeah, so what? Because any normal person would immediately try to make it look less salacious, at least, or push her away or, or whatever, yeah. or run after Allison even, be like, Allison, you don't understand. Right. Not Michael. No. He's like, I'm in the middle of something. <laughs> I'll deal with you later. <laughs> he's, he's like proud of it. I, the expression on his face <laughs> is so out creepy. of control. How he, and he doesn't even like Kimberly know. No. He's just, she's just going off as if no one's there. And he's just looking at her and it's so sick. The, it's, it's, it's threatening. It's threatening and it is definitely a, yeah, what are you going to do about it? You fucking, because he has zero respect for Allison in this moment. He's like, oh, she's, I, I'll get her. Yeah. I'll get her under my thumb. <laughs> Yeah, he's not afraid of Allison Parker. Oh, no. He can control her. That night, Billy is talking to Allison at the apartment about going to this engagement party for Lucy. And he's like, what's the dress code? I don't, I don't have money to rent a tux again. And Allison tells him, the dress code is California hip. Whatever that means. It's like, well, nothing you have, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> California, like... I've never heard like a a clothing style be described only like a cuisine. Like, is that like, I have no idea what that meant. I think Lucy meant like casual dress, like business casual. Yeah. Business casual, like dress up, but it doesn't have to be like super upscale black tie. She should have just said cocktail attire, cocktail attire. I think that's the term. Maybe that term didn't exist. No, that's wrong. California hip. California hip never existed. That's Lucy trying to be cool. Yeah, I have no idea. That's an embarrassing term. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. Allison goes down to the laundry room, and Michael is down there fixing something. And Allison is like a deer in headlights. Yes. When she sees Michael down there. Because they just had this like intense moment in the par- parking lot of the hospital. Yeah. And now she's like face to face with him in the laundry room. And Michael says to her, if you think we're going to have a talk about this, forget it. <laughs> yeah, he just, he, I love that she doesn't have to wait Mm-mm. or do anything. He's going to take care of this for her. He's already on the defensive And she says, oh, God, Michael, how could you do this to Jane? Yeah. And then he's like, oh, yeah? Well, you were dating a married man. Keith did it to his wife, and you were fine with him. (laughs) (laughs) That's the funny thing about the Keith era with Allison is anytime Allison fucks up in any way, people always bring up Keith. Yeah. I also love Michael tries to pull the doctors just get really close card. With Allison, too. Yeah. Like, doctors get really close. And then he said, sometimes we need variety. <laughs> he says so many things where I'm just like, this is not how it goes when someone gets caught cheating. Even if they are a piece of shit, they still want to appear to be a good person, usually. He's not even uh, He does not even care at all. I love... <laughs> I love how much he brings up Keith. 
Because he's like, we'll stay happy if you keep your mouth shut. Because she's like worried about Jane's feelings, obviously. And in a way, he is kind of right. Like, is it her business to tell Jane? Because are they even close friends? Yeah, it's a tough situation. It is a tough situation, but I did feel the struggle. Like, because uh, we all know what happens in that situation. The messenger always gets fucked, fucked in some way. Right. Uh, if it was a close friend, I think that's a completely different story. But even right. then, you are risking your friendship because they might side with the guy. Like, I mean, and it's still uncomfortable. I think in a. Clo- oh, it's fucking uncomfortable. I think in a close friendship, like if it was one of us or something, we'd expect the other person to tell us, even though it would really be difficult. It would be a still difficult thing to do. Yes. I definitely think it's a difficult thing to do. But I think the fact that Jane and Allison aren't even particularly close friends, like she hangs out with Joe more. Yeah. I think it would be different if it was Jake uh, personally. But the fact that Michael is still not trying to kiss Allison's ass a little bit. No. <laughs> It really shows how little he thinks of her. He has such little respect for Allison. Yeah. I also love where he threatens her if she says anything. He's like, well, you want the blood of two marriages on your hand? <laughs> <laughs> on your hand? So such it's a like, low blow. It's such a low blow to bring up Keith, but also so perfect because it's yeah. like, it is accurate. She had no trouble with a cheating guy when it was her guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, and she had no trouble breaking up a marriage. She doesn't know what the truth was still, right. I don't think. Right. So speaking of Jane, we go to K-Beacons. We haven't seen K-Beacon in a while. Right. So we're at K-Beacons studio, and Jane is busy working. She's got that tape measure around her neck. And now she's kind of the bitch at work. Jane? Yeah. Yeah. Like she's being strict. Jane's be ordering people around. Like she's barking orders at people at work. And Kay Beacon's like, Jesus Christ, Jane, take a break. Yeah, you're even bitchier than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like, take some of my <laughs> take some of my ketamine, Jane. <laughs> That's right. Um she's like, you're working too much, Jane. Take it why don't you go have lunch with Michael? Yeah. Jane's like, okay. So Jane goes down to the hospital and she's looking for Michael, but they're like, I'm sorry, he's out to lunch. But you can check the sign out sheet. I guess that tells where he went. That's what I'm learning a lot about hospital uh, <laughs> protocols, <laughs> protocols in these two episodes because <laughs> it's a shocking amount of information you get from this sign out sheet. Like it's fucking elementary school or something. Yeah. Because <laughs> it even says the restaurant he's at. The restaurant's name is. Albion's. 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 And and the guy at the front desk tells Jane, ooh, Albion's, great cheese bread. So you know it's Italian. So you know, (laughs) (laughs) again, great camera work in this episode, much like the Niçois episode, because the very next frame is a shot of the cheese bread. Yeah, it got me hungry. And (laughs) And we pull out and we see... Kimberly and Michael dining together. Yes. Having a nice lunch. And Jane shows up. And this is how sociopathic Michael mm. Mancini is. Unbelievable. He doesn't even flinch when Jane shows up. No. Kimberly is clearly uncomfortable. She's sweating. And Michael, the second he sees Jane at the, the concierge desk or whatever, he's like, Jane, over here. <laughs> 
Shane over here. That's he immediately steps into that guy without fucking any tension at all. Yeah. Uh and he's he's like, I'm so happy to see you. Yeah. He just completely changes character. It was crazy. Yeah. Kimberly is obviously very uncomfortable with this whole thing. Um, and she makes an excuse to leave. She's like, I, I forgot I have rounds. That's because Jane was like, I'm making bathing suits and I have a perfect French cut one for you. With a low back. <laughs> I was like, French cut is so 90s. <laughs> French cut. Yeah, French cut. Sends me through the, like, I want to faint when I hear French (laughs) cut. Me too. It's got that high The high, it goes up almost to your waist, to the leg slit, and it's like, who is this for? No one, almost. (laughs) Two people can wear this flatteringly. (laughs) What are you, Kimberly, size four? I got to go. Yeah, she bails. She bails, and um, when she leaves... Jane says to Michael, you know, sometimes I feel like that woman has no life of her own. And Michael's just like, hmm, yeah, hmm. he's drinking the wine. <laughs> he doesn't give a he's, fuck. He's happy. He he's like, ha- I can keep this going forever. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, his, he's meant to be in this role. Yeah. He's like these two dumb broads. He could switch. He could just turn that switch off and on and like. All he wants. Yeah. He has no conscience. He has zero conscience. At. Lucy's engagement party. Allison and Billy meet her fiance, Irving, who has a very tight spiral perm. Yeah. And it, Billy is like immediately dunking on this guy. He looks like <laughs> he, he looks like geriatric Steve Sanders. Yes. This uh, is this is how we feel a little sad for Lucy. Yeah. Because we realize, oh, she just finally got someone to propose to her and immediately <laughs> took it. Yeah. Like she doesn't love this guy. No. But he's rich. Um, he's rich. So you go, Lucy. Uh, Amanda shows up wearing a tight sequin dress. And she's she's definitely, she's the woman who walks in the room and heads turn. Yes. And she very insincerely says to Allison, great dress. Oh, my God. <laughs> I scream. I fucking scream. She goes, great dress, Allison. Yes. Uh, Allison, by the way, is wearing a shapeless black dress yeah. with a double strand of pearls. She looks like garbage. She looks like she went to Talbot's. It looks like <laughs> Talbot's funeral. Yeah, the pearls. Uh, um, come on, Allison. Step it up just a tiny bit. You're younger than Also, Amanda. it was California hip. What? We, we all know, we don't know what California hip is, but we know it wasn't what Allison was wearing it was at not all, that. for it was, sure. It was not that. Amanda looked hot. She's wearing like, yeah, like you said, it's like a deep V, sleeveless sequin. With, a, with an intricate back. Yeah. That's showing skin. And Billy says to her, yours too, and that makes Allison mad. Yeah. She gives a face. Then as soon as Al- Amanda starts talking... Some random guy comes up and says, hey, Amanda, you want to dance? And she goes, later. And like without missing a beat. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, later. She's, the, she's not here for this. No. She's here for one specific thing, and that is to get Billy. <laughs> and to ruin Allison's yeah. night. Yeah. Then she asks Billy and Allison if they're there on a date because they came together. Billy's like, oh, no, we're just roommates. Yeah. 
And so she's like, okay, Billy, would you like to dance? Yeah. And the, the other guy's in the back going, hey. <laughs> she, <laughs> she wasn't dancing. Lucy comes up to Allison and, he, and she's like, what is the deal with Billy? Are you roommates? Yeah. Because Amanda says that that's her boyfriend and she has a picture of him yeah. on her desk. Lucy's it, confused. What's going on? Um, Amanda is dancing with Billy and she's like talking about how much she misses him. And she's like, I know that you miss me too. And I want you back, at least as a friend. Yes, she's trying to just get him in as a friend, but we all know that that's the first step to getting him back. She just yes. wants to see him because she's right. If she can be in contact with him and see him, she's going to be able to get him to fuck her. And she's going to make Allison crazy. Yeah. Because that's a big part of it. Like she is interested in Billy. Like she's horny for Billy Campbell, but she's extra horny for making Allison mad. She doesn't want to lose to Allison. No. That's like not happening. No. So she goes in for a kiss. Kisp. A kiss. A kisp. <laughs> she goes, That's a wispy kiss. <laughs> well, it was kind of wispy. It was. She goes in for a kiss, and Allison sees this, and she goes, <gasps> Yeah, she's furious. And she storms off, and Billy goes, Allison, wait. And he's like, gotta go. Yeah, gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go. Gotta go. And so he runs after her and Amanda smirks because her plan worked. She's All she had to do was have Allison see that. It didn't have to go further. No. Back at the complex, Allison is furious and yelling at Billy. And he pushes back and, and he's like, whoa, whoa, yeah. Allison. Right, because she's not mad about what happened necessarily. There's obviously something else she's mad about because it's it's turned into all men are untrustworthy right. type of stuff. So she admits to him that this is really about Michael. And he's like, what? It's about Michael? Yeah. So she tells him that she saw Michael or she thinks she, Michael's having an affair. And then she does the most annoying thing you can do after revealing that news. She's like, forget I said anything. And it's like, uh, no, I am not going to forget you said anything. Sorry. Um, here's what's even worse about this is Billy's not even like, excuse me, uh, tell me more information. No. He doesn't even care. He doesn't even bat an eyelash at this. No, he doesn't bat an eyelash uh, and he's still upset about like he is not like that. That's what he's. That's what he cares about. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter what anyone else does. <laughs> he's uh, like, I'm not that guy though. Yeah, he just heard this explosive gossip. No, that his landlord slash friend. This is where we need Matt and Rhonda. They would have been all over this. Where are Matt and Rhonda? They would have loved this gossip. Oh my God. And Matt would have like given advice on like how to talk to Jane. That's why when you have gossip, you know who to go to with it. Yeah. You don't go to Billy. No, you don't go to Billy. Billy. Very few guys I'm going to take gossip to. I'm not taking my gossip to straight men. No, a straight guy. Forget it. They don't. Yeah. Forget it. So Billy's useless in this situation. And he says to Allison, well, you know, the whole time we've been living together and we haven't given in on our temptations. And she's like, temptations? Yeah. This is, this is a shocking drop of information. Yeah. 
And the tension is thick. Yeah. In this moment. And she's like, Good night, Billy. Yeah. This she, is stupid. She's <laughs> She's always saying, Good night, Billy. Yeah, she says that a lot. The next day, Kimberly has had it with this drunk guy at the hospital. They're trying to restrain whatever's going on here. She's having a bad day. She's having a bad day. And then she also has to deal with Michael. Yeah. Like, it's just... Because this affair is stressing Kimberly out at this point. (laughs) Right. Because even though Kimberly does a lot of bad things on Melrose Place, she's not a sociopath. She has reasons and she has feelings about things. She's crazy. Yeah. And she's she's not that crazy at this point. No. No. No, 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 no. Not even close. Like, she's still a pretty reasonable woman, even though she's doing a very dishonest thing right now. Yes. But 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 because she has a heart, she is wrestling with this and struggling with this. And she also recognizes that Jane... Not that anyone necessarily deserves it, but Jane especially doesn't deserve this. Like Michael is her life. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like and a Jane of all people. She, she to hurt Jane would be really awful. <laughs> yeah, poor Jane. So she storms into an empty office and Michael follows her and she tells him, She's like, All I keep thinking about is Jane. And he's like, Don't think about Jane. I don't. <laughs> I know. Who's Jane? <laughs> he doesn't get why she can't compartmentalize. No. <laughs> it's he like doesn't get it at all. At D&D, Allison wants to talk to Amanda. Now, this was um Is this a scene where she's wearing the red power suit or is that later? I think that's later. Oh yeah, I think that's later. Okay, cuz I want to talk about that sartorial choice. Mm. Anyway, this is a different scene. So at D&D, Allison wants to talk to Amanda. And she, she tells her, she's like, you know, what you're doing won't work. I understand. And, and Amanda says, I understand men, Allison. Yeah. Unlike you. Yeah. Do you know men? You know what men like, Allison? <laughs> <laughs> and Allison says, well, last night he came home with me. And Amanda had a good point. She said, oh, yeah? And what did you do when you got home? Yeah. She knows that Allison didn't uh, make a move on and Billy. And Al- unlike Amanda, Allison can't make things seem maybe something happened. Right. Like, if, it is, if it was reversed, Amanda would have made it seem like something might have happened. Because Allison tries and fails at it. Yes. Like she's trying in this moment to make Amanda jealous. Right. She could have said something, that's what you think. Mm-hmm. Let's just say we finally told each other that we've been tempted to fuck each other or you know what I mean like she could have dropped that true information and made it seem like something happened afterwards yeah or she could have talked about his plaid boxer shorts yeah because Amanda would have known he wears wears those thin plaid boxer shorts yeah so then um Allison says uh I got a (laughs) I got a good dose of what he thinks of you and Amanda says, well, you need a good dose of something, but it isn't talk. <laughs> Was she talking about cum? Yeah, or some, like a, a dick, dick shot. A dick shot, a nice shot of dick. Amanda then accuses Allison of being in love with Billy. And then she says to her, how sad. Everybody's getting what they want, except Allison. That was a great line. Later, <laughs> it was 
sad everyone out there is getting what they want, except for Allison. <laughs> everyone except Allison. It's <laughs> so unnecessarily mean. How sad. How's- also, to say that with a straight face... When you yourself are not getting what you want. No. <laughs> but in her mind, she's winning and she can say things like this. Like she is, she's Michael's opposite almost. You mean they're her, not opposite. Not opposite, but like the, the opposite sex version of Michael in a way. But yes. she's not necessarily as bad as Michael, but she is able to make bold faced lies uh, with at the drop of a hat, with utmost confidence, it, it, they both are singularly focused on what they want, yeah. and, and will do whatever it takes to get that. And Michael, obviously, I think is worse than Amanda, although she's bad. She, <laughs> but does, she's more typical bad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean Amanda just does diff, has different tactics. Amanda, Amanda's actions are seen purely motivated by her career and her own personal ambitions. Michael's motivations seem driven by his dick like throughout the series. Yes. And he doesn't care about anybody. Like I do think Amanda cares sometimes about people. She does sometimes care about people. She's just very manipulative and she's a like there's something deep deep down inside that she cares. I think Amanda also justifies her treating Allison that way. Like do you know what I mean? Like she has she feels like she has the right. Yeah. Uh and Michael just thinks that about everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Even when they haven't done anything to him. <laughs> so Later that night, Billy is typing at his computer shirtless. Yeah. And Allison is sitting over on the couch doing work, but she's distracted because Billy's not wearing a shirt. And we get some close-ups of his muscles. The camera lingers so long <laughs> on his bicep. And she's in uh, his dumb face. Yeah. His face, he's holding a pencil in his mouth. Yeah, and we're all supposed to be like, oh. He's so goofy and cute. Yeah. How uh, does she stand it? She <laughs> he puts a shirt on finally, and he's like, I'm going to Shooters. Allison has to stay and work. But she tells him that Amanda was, was better today. That's yeah. not true. No. That's, she was just as much of a bitch No today. one knows what's, her, what's she doing here. Yeah, what is she doing at Jane and Michael's, Jane's in her one of her many pirate blouses. And this, this is so fucking devious. <laughs> he, he tells Jane that she better stay home and work. Because she's got a deadline. She has a deadline. He doesn't want to interfere with that deadline. So you better stay home and work while I go out for a drink. I'm going to get out of your hair and into some <laughs> pussy. <laughs> and... He he like rushes in, put splashes on some cologne, brushes his teeth, and he's like, "Gotta get out of here for you, right?" And she's she's like she's like on Valium or something. She's like, "Okay," like she she can barely protest, <laughs> yeah. Because hasn't she made dinner and wine too? She's always she's got like, dinner and wine. She's trying to be the happy homemaker. I think she's think yeah. She's like, "I can open up a wine. I can make some dinner." And he's like, "No, no, no, no. You've got your deadline." I'm just going to get out your hair and go walk around uh, the street for three hours. I don't want your garlic chicken. Yeah. Um, so he gets out of there. He goes to Shooters and orders a scotch. And Billy corners him. Billy, Billy, before Michael sits down, 
Billy is talking to this long haired guy. Did you see that? that? No, I didn't. He's talking to this long haired guy and Michael sits next to him. And then Billy stops talking to the long haired guy and turns to Michael. And I was like, why did they have that long haired guy there? It was so weird. Yeah. Billy corners Michael and he's like, so, uh, where's Jane? Yeah. And, uh, then he starts launching into the situation with Amanda and he's telling Michael, you know, it's like taking everything out of me to resist her. And Michael's not interested in whatever Billy's trying to sell him right now. Billy's doing a really bad job trying to get Michael to, I guess, open up, open up about things. Yeah. But it's very obvious and it's, uh <laughs> it's it's very obvious because at one point at one point Billy says to Michael, maybe I should just go for it. Worry about the consequences later. And then he's like, you know, I'm a dumper. He, that was a disturbing <laughs> line. <laughs> Billy <laughs> Billy talks about how, how he's a dumper. Like he dumped he's like, I just want to dump all my feelings out. I'm a dumper. Gross. It's disgusting. Michael is like, okay, Billy, fucking shut up. Like, I get it. Obviously, Allison told you. Michael's just like, what if Allison hadn't told him? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would have been like, what? Um, he's like, look, Billy, everyone has different needs. Yeah. Mine are cheating. I need yeah. to cheat on my wife. I need to have a wife at home and then whatever pussy I want out in the world whenever I want it. Every, it's just a different it's yeah. just a preference. Everyone has that. There's different types of <laughs> husbands. <laughs> husbands. Some are faithful. That's fine. That's their choice. <laughs> um and he, and then he goes off about how everyone in the building is too nosy. That's true. I mean, that is true. He does have a point, but he really rails on it. He's like, I'm just your fucking landlord, Billy. He's the type of guy who gets mad about things that are legitimate, but it's like, that doesn't have anything to do with you cheating. (laughs) The the building people being nosy is just a distraction from the fact that you are cheating on your wife. It has nothing to do with people being interested in that fact, which everyone in the building should be, because that's very interesting. It's very interesting. If it your is- manager of your building is cheating on his wife and you live in the building, it's going to be the news <laughs> of the building for quite a while. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, everyone wants to talk about that juicy piece of information. Uh, Allison's at Joe's apartment, bitching to her about her life, and she says... The, in the least self-aware statement possible. Ever since I got back from Seattle, my life has been insane. <laughs> like, yeah, Allison, you intentionally blew up your own life. You did yeah. that. And you're coming back to a world you blew up and expecting it to be the same, and you're having to deal with consequences. <laughs> um, she's scared about what to do with Billy, and Joe is really encouraging Allison to, like, Go for it with Billy. Yeah, stop being timid. Uh, she's like, I think you would make a really great couple. And this motivates Allison to tell Billy yeah. and to confront him about her feelings for him. So she's like, I'm going down there. I'm going to go for it. Meanwhile, before she can get down to their apartment, Billy is there listening to a sappy, manipulative voicemail from, from Amanda. Yes. Allison comes back. And Billy's like, I'm going out. And Allison's crestfallen. 
Because she was about to tell Billy. She lost, now all that confidence is gone. It's gone. Yeah. So Allison plays the voicemail and it says, Billy, I'm just so lonely tonight. Can you come over, please? Just as I need a friend. Yeah. I really need a friend. And she all she saw is Billy hightail it out of there. Yeah. And she's disgusted. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Okay. <laughs> Here's some more of the sitcom storyline. Joe goes over to Jake's. Jake's couch, he's like laying on his couch with the tax forms over his head. He's had it. His couch looks like very smelly, but comfortable. Yeah. He... Joe comes in and she's like, I did your taxes, zero dollars owed. There, I cooked your books. Yeah. And he he's like, Joe, we're gonna get audited and then we're gonna go to jail. And she's like, Everyone cheats. Everyone cheats you're on you. You're not your- gonna get audited. Joe, you're not a like big evil corporation where you're you're like regular people, they're gonna audit you. I don't even know at that level. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it is funny. She's like, uh, Jake, everyone cheats on their taxes. And he he relents. Yeah, he, now he, they can fuck. Because he gets horny. Yeah. Because she starts kissing him and he's like, okay, I'll sign it. At Amanda's apartment, she answers the door in a satin robe. I mean, did you really think she was going to answer the door in like a sweatshirt? Yeah, no. a friend's sweatshirt. Yeah, she's she's... <laughs> She's answering the door as sexy as possible. Yeah. Hi, Billy. Hi, Billy. I just feel so alone. And he's like, you're not alone. He hugs her. And then they kiss. And she says, let's go to bed. And it's a cliffhanger. It's a cliffhanger. We see Billy's face and he's like, what should I do? What should I do? Should I get my dick wet? Should I follow Michael's advice? (laughs) Uh, Then we get a nightmare sequence. Of a SWAT team descending on Jake's apartment, Ugh. coming to arrest Jake for cheating on his taxes. They sent a whole SWAT team yeah. for this. He jumps out of bed and he's like, Joe, we get dressed. We got to fix this. I could not remember what SWAT team it was, the SWAT. Yeah. And I wrote down squat team. I was squat. like, I know that's not right. Squat team. <laughs> I can't remember what that's called. The squat team. The squat team. I was like, I know it's something <laughs> like that. I was like, I could not remember SWAT team for the life of me. I like squat team. Yeah. They're squatting. They were squatting down before they yeah. charged in there. See? So Billy comes home. And knocks on Allison's door, and she's asleep. It's like three in the morning. He wakes her up. This is very Billy. It's so Billy. He's like a cat who wakes you up at three a.m. Are you Allison? Are you asleep? Yeah. It's like yes, yeah, she's asleep. The lights out. You know, <laughs> you, you know, Allison goes to bed before ten p.m. every night. Yeah, Allison is a big proponent of beauty sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's asleep, and she's like. This couldn't wait until tomorrow. And she's like, I know where you were, Billy. And he's like, yeah, I did go over there, but nothing happened. And then he says, I'm nothing like Michael. Yeah. And Allison says to him that, you know, Amanda makes her very insecure. She's like, Amanda's very sexy. Just an absolutely humiliating thing to say about your rival. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) They they end up squabbling because she's she's kind of still insinuating that he's just wants to fuck at, fuck Amanda. 
Right. And he's like, nothing happened. I resisted. Like, not like Michael. I can resist. Yeah. And he storms off and she goes, Billy. Yeah. Uh, Jake and Joe do something insane. Ugh, this storyline is so stupid. Put it out to pasture. It's the middle of the night and they corner a mailman who's on the street about to like empty the mailbox and dump it into his little bin. Yes. And Joe's like, we need to get back an envelope we put in there earlier. And he's like, ah, that's illegal. We can't just give you. But eventually after Joe pleads with him... They agree if they show him ID. Yeah. So they get their cooked book taxes back. Ugh. What a drag. What a drag storyline. And that's the end of that. And she promises we're going to pay the taxes. We're going to file your taxes correctly. The next day, Jane calls the hospital looking for Michael. And the receptionist says that Michael has the day off today. And Jane looks very (coughs) concerned. Well, because this is the first time she's like, oh, he lied. Yeah. Because up until this point, Michael has been allegedly working every single day. Yes. And she's finally figured out how to call the hospital. The first time. (laughs) This is the first time she's called the hospital. She's like, oh, I can look at the books. I can look at the roll call, whatever sheet. I can call them. Yeah. Like, yeah. So Michael is actually on the beach with Kimberly. And Kimberly's very emo in this moment because she's still reeling from that lunch where Jane showed up. Yes. She's working through it. And she's working through it. And she finally tells Michael, you're what I want, Michael. And if that means I have to like share you with Jane, then I'll take it. I just need you. Like she's very desperate in this moment. And Michael, this is music to Michael's ears. It's his dream. Thank you. Thank you, Kimberly. You mean I don't have to divorce my wife? <laughs> no and strings. I, and Thank I can you. keep fucking you on the side and I don't have to commit to you? Perfect. Can you even imagine the explosion of joy that happened in his head at that moment? <laughs> Thinking, you know, I mean, obviously we know Kimberly will start making to me. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but he's elated. Yes. And they kiss. At D&D, Amanda's doing her classic move where she's trying to insinuate to Allison that she fucked Billy. She's pulled this before. Yeah. She says to Allison, was Billy as exhausted as I was this morning? Great line. And she says to Amanda... Not last night when he woke me up. And then Amanda, this catches her. Mm. She's finally been pwned Yeah, in this moment. She says, woke you up? And she says to Amanda, yeah, Billy says that you tried to seduce him. Mm. And he said no. And they start squaring off. Yeah. They start going at it. This is the scene where Allison has opted to wear a red skirt suit to work. This which is, is how you, it's a confrontational move. It's a confrontational move on Allison's part. This is usually Amanda's color. Yeah. Especially the red skirt suit. That's like Amanda's signature look. And this is Allison saying, I'm also sexy. Yeah. <laughs> See? So yeah, I'm also very sexy. I'm not wholesome. Mm-mm. That night, Jane is waiting up for Michael. And he comes home and like a fucking asshole, he goes, Woo, what a day. 
The ER, ER was packed. Michael, we know you were on the beach with Kimberly. This is what is amazing about Michael. Most, I, w- I would think if I was a pathological liar, I would keep things as as low as possible. Low key. Low like, key. Yeah, like, yeah. I wouldn't come and saying, wow, the ER was packed today. I'd be like, hey, honey, glad to be home. Like, I'd try to avoid lying as much as possible. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like uncomplicate it. Yes. Like, he goes overboard, though, I think. He tries so hard to make, to just like lie after lie to make this like so called believable story. Yes. Um, so he's like really trying to sell it to Jane that he was at work. And it was a busy day. She's silent. He immediately gets in the shower, which is another red flag because you know his dick smells like Kimberly's pussy. Yeah, he's getting that scent off. He's probably got it on his face too. (laughs) That's why he doesn't want to kiss her. Yeah, right. He doesn't kiss kiss her when he walks through the door. He's got a glaze. He's got... (laughs) His face is glazed with Dr. (laughs) Dr. Kimberly Shaw. Um, While he's in the shower, Jane starts sneaking around. This is never a good sign in a relationship when you're snooping through your partner's stuff. But she has been pushed to this point at this point. Yes. She goes through his pants, doesn't find anything, but then she picks up his shoe and she dumps it out and sand comes pouring out. Yeah. And she's like, oh my God, my husband was at the beach. Right. At this point, she just thinks he's at the beach. But he lied. Yes. He, he didn't definitely have, lied. If he had such a fucking day at the hospital. Although for these guys, the beach is not that far of a drive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. This is Melrose Place universe. So Billy comes home. And then Allison apologizes for doubting him. And she's just wearing a men's shirt. Yeah, no pants. Like a sleeping shirt. Right. Billy walks toward her and they kiss. Finally. Allison pulls him in. Yeah. To kiss him. Because she's like, I'm going to be sexy. Yeah. She's going to be aggressive, not a prude. They finally kiss. We get some very romantic music playing as they make out. Yes. And then Allison does her signature. Good night, Billy. And she runs. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I guess get out of here. She noticed some motion happening down there. She felt a little wetness. There was action. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> there was some action happening. Something she hadn't felt since Keith. Ugh. <laughs> anyway, that's where the episode ends. Finally, after 29 episodes, Billy and Allison have finally kissed. I was, that kiss, by the way, you said it has the music. It's like a really long kiss with the music yeah Uh, i was thinking like so people were really excited for this kiss probably not me no (laughs) i felt nothing but i mean (laughs) but it was like it was definitely being sold as like finally this is happening the couple you've always wanted together is finally doing it Right? I yeah. Mean, I mean, I bet like when this was airing in real time, this was a real will they or won't they? And, yes. And like you said, the couple that everybody was like shipping. Totally. Like, because there's both of them are really wholesome. Yes. And, and we've watched their friendship develop. So we want this like friendship, this like storybook romance where it goes from like a, a very close friendship to a romantic relationship. Here's the problem. They have zero sexual chemistry. Zero sexual chemistry. And it's like, we'll get into this next episode, but it's like, 
seeing them try to fuck is so painful to me because I don't, I feel like, yeah, I get why it's awkward because you guys have zero sex. Like this should be something that happened like spontaneously. Like all of a sudden they just start fucking kissing and fuck immediately or something. And it's still just so like, even without outside forces keeping them apart. Right. They just don't have it. Like they don't have it. There's no chemistry between the two of them. There have been uh, countless couples or um, would-be couples, friendships throughout television history where the audience has wanted them desperately to make out. And we're waiting for that, that tension they have. Yes. Here's an example of a, of a couple who had insane chemistry was Dr. House and Cuddy. Yes. Because that's friends... Right or coworkers and friends, it's, I think it's yeah, it's it's co it's colleagues slash rivals slash friends, and the whole show you just want them to fuck. So when they finally fuck, it's like a release, and it felt right. It felt right. It felt right. It felt natural. It just yeah, it wasn't like I want this to happen. And then it's like they don't want it. It's like they need to want it to happen too or something in a real way. Like yeah. I can't explain it, but it's just like I just don't feel it between them. And it's like this next episode, we'll talk more about it, like I said, but it's like seeing them try to get to that point is just so – I was like it shouldn't be that hard, guys. I mean – Corey and Topanga had more chemistry than these two. <laughs> Way more chemistry. I just, it's unbelievable. Well, and, and it's like as gross as I thought Keith was, Allison had more chemistry with Keith than Billy. Like, it's true. Do it you know what true. I'm saying? It is true. She had a different sexual vibe with, like her her vibe was different with Keith. Like even though we were repulsed by him, she like was into him. Right. And I just don't see that side to her with Billy. Yeah. Uh, so it's very weird. It's such a funny couple. Even though logically... I'm like, oh, yeah, like, you guys, you're so corny. You should be well, together. Because they get along and have so much in common. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, and maybe, but you know what? It's like, that's like, I'm sure we know tons of couple. We don't want to see their sexual chemistry, but they're a good couple. <laughs> right. So this show, half of it is seeing their sexual chemistry. Right. You know? Right. Anyway, we'll get more into that in the next episode, episode 30. Yeah. See ya. See ya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 